They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. All right, and we were able to get a hold of my son, Derek, from TMZ. Derek Hoffman, how are you doing, kid? I'm hanging in there. Sorry I'm a little late. I I know what it is to work, and I know what it is to have deadlines, so uh, you don't (laughs) have to apologize to me. Um, Of course, there are some apologies that need to be made right over there at the Golden State Warriors uh, where what's going on here (laughs) I can't picture well, Scottie is, Pippen ever punching Michael Jordan, you know? Green, obviously one of the superstars on the Golden State Warriors after Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He's the biggest name. And you that he got into a physical altercation with Jordan Poole, who is a younger player on the team, but also important, sort of a rising star. Well, now we've seen video of this altercation, and it is pretty jarring because they're sort of jawing at one another, and you see Jordan Poole sort of push him away because he's in his personal space looking to sort of maybe diffuse it and end it. And instead of it turning into just sort of a scuffle of some sort, Draymond uncorks a punch right in in Jordan's face, and it's pretty vicious. He goes down against sort of that padded wall, and now it puts the Golden State Warriors in a tricky position because they said initially, this is boys being boys, we're not going to suspend anyone, things happen on the practice court. But this is a violent incident. Oh, yeah. And and I how did, uh, I guess TMZ is the one who broke the video, got the video, got your hands on that video. How, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it, it's an incredible, because this is what TMZ does best sometimes, is you'll get your hands on a video of a story that's out there that is described by the media in a certain way. And everyone said it was physical, but it's unclear until you see exactly what's happening. I mean, this is similar to when you hear Donald Sterling saying those things on an audio recording. It's different than sort of the rumors that see it with your own eyes or hear it with your own ears. And I think this video will change the narrative a bit for uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something else that's going to change the narrative, and that was Tucker Carlson's interview last night with Ye. Because, uh, you know, the one thing you got to say about Ye is there's a genius underneath all of it. (laughs) And... If you can just tolerate some of the hits and misses and stops and starts in any given interview with him, um, he's a truth teller. And I think that really disturbs the world. Yeah, listen, he is a very, very opinionated, very powerful guy with a huge megaphone. And sometimes his messages can be a little bit lost given the, the mouthpiece. And, and you, know, you know, by Kanye's own admission, there have been sort of mental health struggles. So it's, it's unclear whether you're in an episode or whether he is to be sort of taken seriously and is in more of a lucid period. And I find drawing those lines difficult with him. But certainly the views he's expressing, some they do resonate with some. I mean, he's got strong views on obviously the way Kim Kardashian, his his ex-wife, has been uh, using her platform in in the modeling industry and and how she should be presenting herself and how that family has sort of built their empire. He has strong views on how Lizzo is is affecting the black community with um, sort of the way she's been perceived in the media and, and, and her weight loss journey and so forth. So he is saying things, but sometimes the message can be a little bit lost because of who is saying them. When he when he wears a White Lives Matter shirt, it seems like a provocation, and no one really wants to think about what he's saying. And and frankly, I found that quite puzzling because I'm not sure it was as fully thought through as, as he wanted it to be. Except that, you know, I, I think artists, by and large, 
uh, are bigger than life. And when they paint a picture, whether it's with words or whether it's with fashion or whether it's with music, um, it tends to be dramatic, tends to be overly dramatic. And, and some of the points that he was making, if you can just, like I said, wade through some of the stops and starts in his style, you know, talking about his wife being overly sexualized and people who were made in a laboratory telling her which way to go and what to do and, and how he was unaware that, you know, Joshua uh, Kushner owned 10% of Skims when he only owned 5%. I mean, th these are real things that nobody's going to come out and say um, because th they'll basically render you untouchable in, in Paris and Hollywood and in New York. Yeah, look, part of what he is doing is this sort of broader project of, as you say, trying to be a, a truth teller, pulling the curtain back on on an operation like, you know, the Kardashians, which is, look, there is some mystery that goes on behind the scenes that the public doesn't know about. And we see a very curated uh, curated image of that family. And he's saying, well, I want to I want to pull the sheets back and I have insight because I was in it. I was in the right. belly of the beast. So you can listen to some of it. Some of it, though, is. You know, he's airing very personal things in terms of, you know, how this is impacting his family. I'm not sure it's doing so in the best possible way when he goes into the public on Tucker Carlson and airs this kind of stuff versus pulling maybe Kim aside in a, in a more private manner. Query weather, which is which is better, but you know which you know Kanye is always going to give you something sort of exciting when he is uh, talking publicly. Yeah, and for him to show up with Candace Owens at Paris Fashion Week in a T-shirt that says White Lives Matter and then to give the explanation that he did is fascinating. It's like, a, you know, he he could single-handedly uh, destroy a global brand like the Kardashians if he keeps this up. Yeah, but is that to, to what end? To what end is what is what is the message Kanye is trying to convey? That's what if, if he had a sort of clear purpose, like I look at someone like Candace Owens, and she has a very sort of grounded world worldview and philosophy that she espouses very, very clearly. Whether you agree with it or not, it's very clear who's right. what, where she falls on issues. It's the erratic nature of, of Kanye's message that is sometimes hard to follow. Yeah. Well, he's a bit of an artist. And, you know, again, um, just looking at, you know, when someone says to me, you know, I, I think you should be more circumspect about what image you have when you have four little black kids. I get that. I know what she's talking about. I have biracial, you know, family members myself. And, you know, I have to be very circumspect, as do you, um, how yeah. we treat, you know, the people in our family who are different religions, different races, different uh, ethnicities, and all the rest of it. And so he basically just kind of, you know, opened up that conversation, which everybody in America refuses to have. He said, black people are not a race. We're a people. We're a nation, just like Jews. And yet we continue to allow ourselves to be uh, defined by white people. And I, I thought that was an interesting point and, and definitely true. Yeah, one thing I'll say, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, is he does sort of shatter the idea of a monolithic sort of black culture, and I think that is, I think that is useful. That it's not one voice, and it all doesn't march in the same direction. There is dissension within, and and it's it's a culture like any other. Right. And he is saying that we're not. I'm not going to be defined by which way the herd is necessarily moving. However, right. I think sometimes he just steers away from the herd and doesn't really think through. <laughs> That what direction he's going all the time, but I think it's helpful to see other voices. All right. Finally, Chris Pratt, like, 
is th- this whole controversy around Super Mario Brothers voice, like, is this much ado about nothing? You know, this is interesting because this is really a sign of the times. Before this movie came out, there was controversy about the casting of Chris Pratt to voice Mario, who's an Italian-American plumber, right? And, right. He, and he speaks in a very distinct way. He has a few catchphrases. It's a me, Mario, that whole thing. Right. And people were worried that, oh, is he going to culturally appropriate an Italian-American stereotypical voice? We'll have to cancel Chris Pratt. And then the trailer came out, and you hear Mario, and he's got no Italian accent. He's right. basically just Chris Pratt's voice, and it seems as if he's been scared into uh, uh, not having submission. that voice at all. And <laughs> I'm not sure that's good or bad, but it's sure a sign of the times. It sure is. Uh, cancel culture is real. Well, thank you, Derek. I know you haven't been canceled, so go back to work. You're stealing from the boss. All right. Sounds good. Thanks.